Hey everyone, and welcome back to the BME Grad Podcast. I'm Allie. And I'm Grace. And this week, our guest is Heidi Justo. Heidi is the founder and owner of Career Path Writing Solutions, a business consulting, coaching, writing, and editorial service for job seekers. She's also a frequent guest on podcast episodes on these topics, which you can find on her website, careerpathwritingsolutions.com, which is also accompanied by a big, long blog with tons of tips. Heidi has multiple certifications for interview coaching, resume writing, and empowerment coaching, and often hosts workshops and works with university programs and leadership programs. We're really excited for her to join us today. And we actually have so much content in this interview that we split it into two episodes. So enjoy part one. Heidi, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited and I love working with BME students. And as you both know, I can really geek out on resumes. So I'm thrilled to be here today. Oh, yes. We got a taste of that a couple of years ago when we uh, went to one of your workshops at RTP. I'm so glad we were able to reconnect since then and do this. Likewise. Let's get right into geeking out about this stuff. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's just dive right in. So can you give us just a general top three best practices for resumes? Yes. So in thinking about best practices, it's hard to say only three, but I thought about this a little bit in advance here. And so number one, and if I've said this once, I've said it a thousand of thousands, I'd say, of times. Remember, the resume is a strategic marketing document. It is not an archive of information. It's not just a history of everything you've done and what you know. It's a strategic marketing document. So when you write that, you always have to think about who is reading it. You know, you write with the reader's perspective in mind. You have to think of a couple readers, the human reader who we know takes six to 10 seconds to make a decision, the computer reader, those applicant tracking systems. How do you get keywords in, but not have what I call keyword vomit? You know, how do you include information that is going to be relevant for the role you want to have? So there's always should be a filter when you're working on your resume. Is this going to help get me the job I want? And if the answer is no, then you have to really ask yourself, why am I including it? And there needs to be a strategic reason why. So that's best practice one. I have a a follow-up question. Yeah. uh, If you don't mind. No, go ahead. So internally as, as a student, I just remember, I remember hearing this tip probably from you and and, um, thinking, you know, I I really only have an internal perspective of what I think these people want to see. What are ways I can kind of get VOC of sort and and get kind of get uh, some insight into what they'd want to see? Yeah, that's a great question. How they'd read it. Yeah, a couple things. Um, You know, if you think of what's my writing prompt, it's your job description. You know, the job you're applying for, what are they asking for? Really analyze that. If they are saying must have strong project management skills and you never include anything about project management, even though you have experience managing projects, even if it's just your own research project, still that could be 
some type of project management. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's one thing. Look at the job description. Are there key things being listed multiple times that you're just not including at all? So that's one thing. Another thing is doing informational interviews. That's a trendy, trending term for talk to people who are doing the work that you want to do. Ask them, what are the top things that you have to do in your job day to day? If 90% of the people you talk to, if you talk to 10 people and nine out of 10 say, well, teamwork is really important, then that's a tip, right? That doesn't take really that much critical thinking to say, hmm, maybe I need to make sure I include teamwork on my resume. So those would be my top, my, kind of first thinking about this, informational interviews and reading the job descriptions, like in critically evaluating them. Okay, so a layer deeper on the okay. informational interview thing. Yes. Um, I think that until you've, just because I'm like two years into working mm -hmm. from college, so I kind of see see both perspectives yep. right now. I think back in college, I would have written a really long note to a stranger uh, that they didn't really care to read and then didn't respond to. Um, and now sitting in that seat, I'm like, oh my God, I cannot read your novel and your resume yeah. in between my work day. Um, and like, I can't, maybe now um, with like the COVID-19 pandemic and everything, maybe folks can't even like encounter these people at networking events to kind of do it in a smooth way. They have to go through digital channels. Um, so one layer deeper, yep. how do you ask? Uh, concisely. Yeah. <laughs> so so you're, you're on the other end. So you see it. And I know there's varying advice. Some people say, you know, you need to have four paragraphs detailing this and um, I am a fan of clarity and conciseness, not mm. so much of just, hi, can I pick your brain? Okay. Don't ever ask somebody to pick their brain. It's specific. Asks. Yeah. Right. Like right. You know, my name is, I am this, we're talking single sentences here. Yep. I am a senior biomedical engineering student at, you know, what, I, I'm thinking your audiences, I'm not sure how broad, but at whatever university, you know, you're in. <laughs> it's really <laughs> narrow right now. So okay. Sorry. <laughs> like, I don't want to just, okay. Yeah, and I'm at blah, blah university. And yeah. Yeah. And I'm interested in learning more about X roles. Mm -hmm. I saw on LinkedIn that you graduated, you know, we're, we'll, we're, we both attended the same university. Mm-hmm. And you're working in this, right? You make it better than that. But you see, it's like that sentence two, sentence three, would you be available for me to ask you a few questions, um, you know, for 20 minutes at mm. your convenience, several days and times I currently have available are make it list them out. If these don't work for you, please tell me what does and I'll accommodate your schedule. Make it really easy for someone to glance and say, okay, let me look at my calendar. Yep, that'll work for me. Sure. Tuesday month date works for me at such and such time. I, will and add, I wouldn't send the resume the first time too. Oh, I no, feel no, like no. that's too much. Oh, definitely. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. would add one more thing to that, which is suggesting a, a medium for meeting. Like I agree. Um, if, if any of these times are good with you, 
I will send a Zoom link and an Outlook invite. Just say the word basically so that they only have to respond one time. Yeah. Other than it, three times. Yeah. And, it, and you can give them the option phone or Zoom. Some right. people are so Zoomed out. They're mm-hmm. like, nope, don't need a Zoom call. This is fine for phone. Or I can do this by phone. I can't buy Zoom because of mm-hmm. whatever reason. But yeah, making it easy, easy, easy for them. I took you down a rabbit hole, but I appreciate it. That's fine. (laughs) No, let's get that out in front because I, as someone who did not take that, I didn't do that originally in undergrad and now I'm getting those messages. Let's get people on that train. Let's let's get people on that train. Um, Okay. So coming back, that was your top advice. Yes. That was your top advice for, um, you know, resume best practices. Do you have another two? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So number two think of this document wanting, you want it to be accomplishment oriented, results oriented. Mm -hmm. Everybody has tasks and duties. Everybody does stuff. Not everybody takes the same action or delivers the same results. And accomplishments can be Um, It's such a broad categorization. It can be an actual award you received or your team received. It could be, um, it could be a promotion. It could be being selected for an internship as a sophomore when a company typically only accepts seniors. It can be being asked to continue in an internship. It could be getting a job offer, a full-time job offer after finishing one. It could be completing a project ahead of schedule. It could be getting the um, being ranked the highest in terms of if you're in a class and you have a group project, you know, group projects. It's like, well, ours was the top in the class. We got put forward to present at a conference or something. It can be so many different things, but you don't want to put information down there that shows you are just good enough to pass, or you are just good enough to not get fired. We want to show that you are really good at this because past successes would indicate you're probably going to continue to be a strong contributor. I think as an addition to that, what I enjoy about seeing some quantified success or like you're saying, like noted accomplishment on the, on the resume is the mindset of like reporting out success metrics Mm -hmm. is very thoughtful. You're going a step beyond hitting all the right keywords and listing out your tasks, but you're trying to, you're putting in a lot more effort to sell yourself, I think, because it does take effort to quantify things Mm -hmm. in that way. So um, I see it as a, a, a bonus effort for, for people, extra points. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, years ago, uh, so my husband is an engineer and in different discipline, but years ago, one time a recruiter contacted him and I don't know, he or she said, you know, I, I really saw your LinkedIn profile and all the numbers really made me contact you you know, when you're quantifying, you know, Mm -hmm. you've reduced this by X percent, improved this by X percent. When you actually have a, you know, when you're working in a job, you know, if you're talking about saving money, like any type you're able to quantify, it can really help. I would, I would think that some students would have like a little bit of trouble wording that without trying to sound braggy, 
right? Yep. You know, it's the thin line of, you know, wanting to be humble while also showing that you do have accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Would you say that there is a best practice for how you would say this was prestigious um, or, you know, this was an award or there's so many programs and awards and all that. How do you let someone know that this was a big deal without just outrightly saying yeah. this is a big deal? Yeah. Like tell them you're awesome without telling them you're awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. exactly. Well, <laughs> so a couple of things. And so I would say now there's a big difference between confidence and arrogance. We yeah, never want totally. arrogance, but if you're not able to you say toot your own horn, you know, if you're not able to communicate the value you bring, you certainly can't expect anyone else to do it for you. So I think there's a certain element of having to get comfortable with promoting yourself. With that said, a lot of people kind of vomit in their mouths a little bit when they think about that and they think like, sell myself. Ugh. Yeah. Especially an engineer, I think very hard. (laughs) I, I would not, um, disagree from my experience working with a whole lot of engineers. Um, but I'd encourage people to reframe how they're thinking about it. Mm. Instead of thinking I have to sell myself, think about what must they know to understand the contribution I can make. So it turns into educating the audience Mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, educating them on how I can serve them as opposed to selling myself. And in actually writing it, that is hard. That's where workshopping and peer review, but just as some, some guidance on that, you in in the simplest way if you were selected as a sophomore when most people are are seniors say it chosen for an internship as a sophomore when most interns are seniors received the daisy award parentheses given to top 2% of employees mm. in the company. So do you notice what I'm not sharing is a whole bunch of adjectives in adverbs, those fluffy language, the fluffy words that don't mean much. Extraordinary communicator. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh. what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So using clear, precise language. Right, Ex- also yeah. explaining your awards because people don't know what the Daisy award is until you explain it. And um, I think what you said about peer review is a really good point too. Like, Hey, you don't have any work, real work experience yet. Ask somebody like Grace or I that's two years older than you in the industry that are happy to help you um, tone adjust your accomplishments. (laughs) If you need to, Uh, you can reach out to us on LinkedIn if you need. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think kind of what I'm getting from you, Heidi, a little bit is it's not so much bragging as providing context. And, and if you reframe that in your mind, it might be more helpful for students writing that of, like you said, top 2%, whatever, that's a fact. That's what it is. It's not being braggy about yourself. So that kind of reframing, I think is helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And thinking too, of just 
if I was in the hiring manager's shoes, would I want to know this about me? Right. Will they care? Do, is, yeah. this, is this relevant? Yeah. Decision and, and relevancy. Yeah. And if it's like, well, if I was hiring, I would want to know this, then that's a signal. You need to figure out how to put it in there. And it doesn't have to be fluffy, just plain language, context, context, context. Mm-hmm. Totally. We are really taking you off, off the tracks with <laughs> this these is questions. Great. No, it's great. <laughs> it is. It's great. So this what's is, number three? What's Best practice number three. Proofread. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Now, and and you can laugh, but there are so many resumes out there that manager is manger, that lead is like lead the metal, like the natural element, not lead as in L-E-D. Oh, I think I do that. You might. You might. Yeah, go, if you go to my LinkedIn right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if if you can't remember the difference between affect and effect or insure with an I or insure with an E, then don't use them. Say oh, yeah. Made sure. Okay. I mean made. I don't love that as a verb, but still in proofreading, every to me, it's not that every word matters. It's that every character space matters. In engineers, that is a field of all disciplines in engineering that I think paying attention to detail. I mean, you tell me, do you have to pay attention to detail in what you do? Yeah. And a typo in your resume is going to show that you're not. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's the difference of what units is used for a certain parameter. And that's a, that could be make or break for sure. So yeah. it's a kind of ex- extrapolating a little bit out of, um, well, what uh-huh. does this typo really mean about you? Or did you just not did mm. you rush to throw this job yes. application together? All that. I remember a, a trick. I actually learned this in like elementary school. So we're like really throwing this back, but my teacher told me to like, if you're for your essay or whatever it is, read it backwards. Yeah. Um, so start at the bottom because if you read it, you know, down the line or whatever, like you're so used to what you wrote or what you think you meant, um, that you just kind of glaze gloss over it, glaze over it, keep moving. But if you, if you take it backwards, um, and, and read, you know, from bottom to top, it'll, it'll mm-hmm. help you catch some of those word issues of like, now that there's no context, what am I saying? What is going on? Exactly. Um, also it- changing to a different font. Yes. Like, changing to a different font will help you find some of those errors too. Keep going. Sorry. Keep going. Yeah, no, those are two excellent tips that I agree with completely. I would say also printing it out. Totally. Reading yeah. it. And so reading it out loud slowly. So it's, it, it would it be, you know, my name is Heidi Justo and I own and operate career path writing solutions. It would be my name is Heidi Scott Justo. Do you see what I'm doing? I'm forcing myself to actually look at the word that is there, mm. not the word that I know is there. Because what I know is there, we miss things. And if you, I mean, really further than that, have somebody else read over your shoulder silently to help catch extra things. And, and, and so those are some of my key strategies, but beyond that too, is 
doing so that's that's one layer of proofreading but another is printing it and then kind of letting your eyes glaze over a little in looking at are all of my bullets aligned exactly the same right are all of my bullet points bulleted statements ending with a period or not because it doesn't it actually doesn't matter just make it consistent right are all of my section headings am i using all caps or am I using small caps? Am I like, so every, all, all the layers of it in terms of the, the hierarchy, the structure mm-hmm. you're checking are all my dashes or do I have hyphens N dashes or M dashes? So the hyphen is the littlest one N dash is slightly bigger. M dash is the longest one. Am I using all those the same? Are my commas after my job titles, if my job titles bold, are all my commas bolded or are they all unbolded? I have one. Yeah. Are all, are all my dates written in the same format? Yes. Ooh, yeah, I, I just caught one. that on mine the other day. I, re- I redid that's mine in prep one. for this just to kind of make sure I was thinking <laughs> about it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Is it March, January, February, or is it spring 2021 and then june to august or then august versus aug aug okay i'm I'm no expert i just uh helped a student review their resume and i advise them not to use spring and fall um you said something about stripping away the student status that Mm kind of lingered in my head and so i kind of extrapolated that to don't talk in terms of spring and fall but what, but like what do you semesters? think on that? Right, like, because it implies you, semester, yeah. You get a star today. Good Thank job. you. Uh, <laughs> I've been studying, Heidi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is one of the things. That everything is fall, spring, you know, summer. That is student, student, mm-hmm. student. <laughs> so good job. She is so awesome. And I think there's just like so much good advice in here. I absolutely agree. I really love how candid she was through this whole thing. Yeah. And just so our listeners know, Heidi had so much good info to share that there's going to be a part two next week. So stay tuned for the next episode, which will be a continuation of this one. As always, you can listen to the BME Grad Podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe and leave us a review and come back next week for part two. I didn't mean to make that rhyme, but I did. See y'all soon.